Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, just an all-time disgrace by the Eagles down the stretch of the season. Losing five or six, losing to Arizona, and then yesterday getting blown out by the New York Giants. I mean, down 24 nothing in the first half is almost impossible to a team that had nothing to play for. While the Eagles did have something to play for, even when Washington was making some plays, you know, early in that game, there were a couple, you know, non-traditional type plays, like, oh, maybe Washington's going to hang in there. Well, they eventually didn't, but the Eagles weren't giving them any chance, even if they had. By the way, we got the, the data here on this. I said the 99 Dolphins, some comparison. Here's what it, here's what it is. Um, the Eagles are um, the first team to make the playoffs since the 99 Dolphins that lost five of the last six games. So that's the connect. I knew I had heard something about the 99 Dolphins. First team since 99 Dolphins to make the playoffs after losing five of six. And, John, you'll remember just last week I referenced this game. You know what happened to the 99 Dolphins in the playoffs? They lost 62 to seven. They did win a game. So there you go. They lost a playoff game 62-7. to Would it surprise anybody? Who was it? I told you, to Jackson. I told you last week. They they lost one of those Coughlin games. Was that a Jimmy Johnson? Yeah, it was Jimmy Johnson and and, and Dan Marino's last game. All right, let's uh, welcome our next guest. Uh, He's going to have some fire. I don't know what brimstone is, but it sounds like fire. He's going to have fire and brimstone. Man, he had it as a player. He has it as an analyst. I got to imagine he's got tremendous disgust as an Eagles alum, as an Eagles great from what we've seen from our beloved Eagles that are providing us with great disgust in recent weeks. Our guy, Seth Joyner. Good morning, Seth. Good morning, gents. I'm I'm really almost – I'm tired, man. This team's got me exhausted. Yeah. I'm almost too tired for the fire and brimstone, but, you know, I'm sure within – just an hour. By, by but, the time the hour's yeah. up, <laughs> but Seth, something will surface. I get it. I know what you're saying. They have beaten you down emotionally. It, it gets to the point where it's like, what is there really to say? Um, all right, let's just start with this. Your reaction to the first half yesterday while the starters were in there, down 24 to nothing, what what were you feeling while you watched that? Uh, it's just disbelief. You know, because all the lip service that the players and the coaches put out there, all the A.J. talking and, you know, um, Hassan Reddick's cryptic, you know, conversations. And it, it just it just blew me away that it seemed like they played like they didn't care. And you remember when the when the Eagles, you know, pulled all their players – 
at the end of the season, Doug's last year. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. yeah. It, it felt like that all over again. You know, and, and I can remember in post game, I said, you know, Doug coached this game, you know, like he's trying to get fired, you know, and that's what it looked like. It looked and felt similar to that. Um, to lose him back to back weeks and not understand the brevity of the moment and understand all that you had let slip away. San Francisco goes and loses by one point yesterday. Well, you had two winnable games, and now all of a sudden you're the one number one seed again. And you you got home field advantage yeah. and the bye. Now, San Fran probably would have tried to win yesterday if the Eagles were still on their heels. So you got to put that addendum yeah, I, in. I, I, maybe, maybe. But, you know, the Rams are another one of those teams that are finding their stride right now. And, you know, they had something to play for. The Rams look scary. The Rams really, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm telling the, Rams could, the Rams could win in a playoff game, which – could lead to the Eagles going to Dallas in the second round, except for I don't think the Eagles are going anywhere in the second round but home. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, but, my, point, but my point is, you know, there's enough veterans on this football team to be able to steer the young guys in the right direction and be able to say, guys, we really have something to play for here. Because, you know, Super Bowl windows only last for so long. You were just yeah. there last year. Um, so there's something bigger going on. Um, that no one can really put their finger on. Do you think they've checked out on the coach? I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I said two weeks ago that I think that when Nick Sirianni talks to this football team that it's like the teacher in Peanuts, you know, mm-hmm. womp, 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 you know. And because they're not responding. And the head coach's job is to figure out a way to get his team to respond. Um, is the Patricia uh, – the Matt Patricia promotion, or whatever you'd call it, is that getting in the way it, with oh, the it, players? It was it was a major mistake. It was a major mistake because you know you you fractured your defense, which was already broken. Um, because you got you got some guys that are probably decide guys, and you got some guys that are that were probably like, yeah, we probably need to make a change. So now. You got Matt Patricia, like the great and wonderful Oz out there trying to create something. You know, and I made a point yesterday. I'm like, you know, take him away from Bill Belichick for a second and tell me, is he some defensive guru? Yeah. But what the Eagles have done is what they normally do. They create these insurance policies, and they didn't have to cash it in with Jim Schwartz because Doug won the Super Bowl. Um, now all of a sudden – you know, you sign, you bring in Desai, you bring in Matt Patricia, and if people couldn't see that that was an insurance policy, then you're, you know, you're blind, because that's exactly what it was. Policy surrendered, and now you know the the defense is more confused now than it's ever been. That that's not let's not even put on the table the fact that you have to play so many young guys because you got so many injuries in your secondary, and your linebackers absolutely stink. You know, but you've got guys out there that don't look like they're prepared, don't look like they know what they're doing because the only way that you can play fast is that you have some surety about what you're doing, especially on the defensive side of the ball when you're trying to decipher information in seconds. You know, one second, one false step, you're out of position, and it's it's a wrap. And I just thought that the whole Matt Patricia thing was a panic move that has absolutely blown up in their face and made the situation even worse because he can't fix 
that situation. That's Sean Desai's defense. There's nothing that he could do or bring to the table that's going to change the trajectory that they were on. They could have put their heads together and Sean Desai could have stayed where he was. But to actually sever that and do what they did, in my opinion, was a massive, massive mistake. So, Seth, the other part of this from a um, what the players think standpoint, I, I would guess the failures of the offense this year also speak to unrest in the locker room for belief in Sirianni because to just keep doing the same thing offensively, like they know they're a talented group of offensive players. They obviously are. It's basically the same group as last year. So it's almost impossible to be this pedestrian on offense, and they got to be looking around at each other and saying, yeah, the coach isn't putting us in a position on offense either. <laughs> right? I mean, it's got to be, be the thought. Well, listen. <laughs> Players don't do the things that Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown admitted to doing last week. If they, they don't do things like that if they respect the player. Like, if they respect the coach? Respect, respect the coach. Yeah. Excuse me. Like what Jameis Winston did yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's a disgrace. Never, never in a million years, Joe, would Buddy Ryan send in a call and I would change the call. Wouldn't do it. You know, the fear of the repercussions and the respect that I had for him as a coach wouldn't allow me to do that. Hey, I, there was plenty of calls that he made that, you know, we as a group or me individually probably didn't agree with at the time. But – you know, we we knew that he was our coach and we respected him enough to execute even in times where, you know, we didn't believe in what we were being asked to do. And you don't put that what happened in Seattle into the audible category where the quarterback has autonomy at the line to do what he believes if he really believes it? No, because in, Nick Sirianni talks about situational football. And one of the one of the key components of being you know a head coach is communication so when you have situational football and you've got the quarterback's ear until 15 seconds in the play clock you reiterate certain things like the Jets game okay you you don't don't force the ball don't force the ball worst case scenario we punt and they got to drive 60 70 yards you know and Zach Wilson hasn't done anything the Washington game you know we run the football here. We're going to run the clock out. You know, game, set, and match. You, read it, you reiterate those things as a coach. And for Nick Sirianni to say, well, I'm never going to be mad at my quarterback for scoring, scoring points. Well, you know, you put your team in a situation where you score too early. They come back and tie the game, and now you got to go into overtime, and now you got to fight to win a game that you should have just, you know, and and those situational football things that I'm talking about, they have manifested themselves over and over and over again throughout this entire season. You can look at every single game. You can look at the Seattle game. It, it, you can look at these games, you know, you can look at games where they lost and saw that situationally they made the wrong decisions. You know, that's head coach material. That's his job. Totally. He doesn't call plays on defense. He doesn't plays call plays on, on offense. He doesn't p- call plays on special teams. His job is to manage the entire deal and make sure that situationally his coordinators understand what has to be done. 
and he's failed at that, in my opinion. Well, let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day, because that tees this up. James, Twitter poll question. Sponsored by Armand Chevrolet, routine maintenance, major repairs. Armand Chevrolet Service Center has same-day appointments available. Certified service, armandchevy.com. All right, Seth, give me your answer to this question. Do you think Sirianni will be fired after this season? Yes or no? Joe, you guys know that I'm not one for suggesting or going down any the rabbit hole of guys getting fired. Unless it's Rich Cochran. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, unless it's Rich <laughs> um, So it's uncomfortable for you to call for a job? Is that basically yeah, professionally you don't enjoy that? I, I, I just don't. I don't like it because. I get it. Some people are like that. Yeah. I know. You don't. But, but I will say this. Notice, you know, I didn't ask you, though, should he be? I asked you, do you think he will be? Which is different. I think that if they go to Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay does to them what the Giants did to them and it's highly likely that that's going to happen, yep. that it will be that that Jeffrey and Howie will sit down and have a very in-depth conversation about whether it's time to move on or not. Yeah, you know, I, I get and, it. And, and, I, and I don't feel like, you know, I, I don't want to suggest or not suggest that he should be fired, but if your players, you know, aren't hearing your coach's voice anymore, especially the veterans, if they're not hearing it anymore, then you got to talk about it. John, let's round this poll out. I'll ask you, John, your assessment of how people have voted. Again, the question today is, do you think Sirianni will be fired after the season? Yes or no? Where do you think the votes came in here, John? Um, it's going to be close to 50-50. No, it's going to be more than that, Joe. 57% say they think he'll be fired. Wow. You're, you're good. You're amazing. Because it's 59. Wow. wow. I think that's low. But that's where people are voting. I don't. I don't quite. I, I know the forty-one percent are probably saying, "Look, three years, three playoffs, almost won a Super Bowl, eleven wins this year," and and that's all true. But I see a sinking ship. Yeah. And I see a quarterback that's really going backwards, and I see a head coach that has a major hand in that. Seth, what do you make of? I mean, how yesterday does the offense not know how to pick up a blitz, and what does that say about Sirianni? And in your opinion, what does that say about Jalen? It's just the stubborn nature by which they operate. And you could see it coming because he made the comment last week. You know, someone asked him about changes, and he was like, you know, this is our process. This is how we do it. We're going to continue to do it that way. I heard that same nonsense from Carson Wentz. That's right. When he was struggling. Well, you know, um, you know, I'm just going to keep firing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm like, dude, you just threw three interceptions. What do you mean you're going to keep doing what you've been doing? Yeah. But this it's is, it's what I'm going to be aggressive. I, I'm going to. Yes, it's, it's what Rob Thompson did when he, I am. when he put Craig. And I love Rob Thompson. But when he put Craig Kimbrell in game four and he put Johan Rojas in game seven, like, yeah, you can keep doing what you've been doing, but it's not working. Yeah, but what you're seeing with Nick Sirianni. This is far worse and, than and, that. And, Let and, me be clear. And far Brian, worse. And Brian Johnson is almost coaching negligence. I agree. Because what defenses are doing to Jalen is that they realize that first down is a critical down for the Eagles. And what they want to do is they want to get them behind the sticks. So if you can get them, if you can force them on first down into only getting one or two yards, then they know that this coaching staff is bent towards passing. So they're not going to run the ball on second down. They're not going to run the ball on back-to-back downs. So when you get them in second and nine, second and eight, second and seven, these teams that bring pressure, and Martindale is a pressure guy, Todd Bowles is going to be a pressure guy. They're going to come with the zero blitz. 
and the Eagles all season long, ever since Nick Sirianni's been the been the head coach here, I've been saying, where is the hot route yeah. versus the blitz, and where is the zero? I mean, where is the um, is the side adjustment? Where is the adjustment to a two route situation where you bring everybody in and you go max protect? No, you know what they do? They see it. I know Jalen sees it, but their thought is. Anytime a team zero blitzes us, it's an opportunity for a home run. So we're going to hit the explosive play. Jalen, you got one guy to make miss, that free runner. And guess what? He's not making a miss this year. They're coming in a way where he can't get away, where that guy's coming right up the gut or through the B or the C gap, and there's and the, and the ends are contained him. So there's nowhere for him to go unless he scrambles to his right and wide, and then now they got him on the run, nobody's open, and he's got to throw it away. How many times do you keep doing that? I'm watching the guy. Dallas Goddard is lined up, is lined up attached, detached from the box, John, in the slot, okay? Mm-hmm. His guy comes on a blitz on the outside. Mm-hmm. The safety is either in halves or in single high, and he's coming from deep 10 to 12 yards to pick Dallas Goddard up. And Dallas Goddard is running a go route. They got all go on. Got his a- back to the quarterback. I'm just like, digging, are digging, you digging. Kidding me? All you have to do is turn your head. Just turn your head and make yourself available when you see that blitzer. On the first possession, the first possession of the game, they did this. Yeah. And I'm watching it. And I lost it. Absolute, absolutely lost it. I'm like, how many times can you keep doing the same thing? Right. Over and over and over and over, yeah. and not make an adjustment. Lack of attention to detail. How can you detail. be a, a professional offense yeah. and not know that in zero coverage you have to make an adjustment? Your outside guys should be running slants, and your and your tight end should be sitting down over top of the center. But they run it week in and week out, week in and week out, and they don't adjust. Seth, that's where I think he first lost the team, right there. Because I think the players know, both on offense and defense, they know how to play football. And I think that happened week after week. Yeah, they've been running hot routes and sight adjusting since they were in middle school. That's where I think he first lost them. Then the Desai thing happened. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's make some calls in here. we got Seth Joyner during the 9 o'clock hour in studio. Chuck in Mount Airy right now. Good morning, Chuck. Yo, Joe, what's going on, Joe? Hey, Hey, buddy. Hey, John and Seth. Hey, Chuck. Everybody jumping on board about this guy getting fired. He should have been fired. I've been told you this. He does not, he did not utilize uh, Swift. You know, that's another thing. He hasn't he got the all out of Swift. He hasn't got everything out of, you know, these players. He's an enabler. That's what he is. And I've been telling you guys this since since we were winning. You know what I mean? Everybody's saying, oh, he's 10 and 1. He took us to the play. I do you want him fired. But look at some of the bonehead things he's done since the beginning of time. And nobody, everybody ignored it. This guy, I'm telling you, you got people like Ike that says, oh, well, you got to give him a chance to fix whatever was going on. If he knew what was going on, I would consider giving him a chance. He's got a chance. That, that's called Tampa Bay. And if he, yeah, if exactly. he doesn't fix it then, bye-bye. Exactly. How's, how's, how's he going to fix Seth, it? Seth, he's not going to. I'm just I, I, saying. I, I, I mean, he's got a chance, but he's not going no, to. No, I mean, listen, the same rhetoric that we heard in week two or week three is the same rhetoric that we're hearing, you know, from him now. And it's not only him. I don't fault him. But when you hear – the veterans in the locker room with this, you know, unfound optimism. Right. It's like w- w- in week 18, you're still making the same mistakes and being as efficient in week they 18. They don't know what to as- say. They don't know what to say. 
They don't. This is this Tampa Bay. This Tampa Bay game. I'm telling you, it's gonna be like two years ago when we first when he first went into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah Todd Bowles licking his chops right now at this guy. He's gonna outcoach this guy. Something's terrible. If they don't do something this week, I'm telling you, it's over. It's gonna be bad. And the defensive backs coach and the linebacker coach for Tampa Bay will be, you know, spitting that rhetoric again. Oh, he can't read defenses. No, it ain't that he can't read defenses. It's these coaches won't. They won't adjust to what they're doing, and they won't use their weapons properly, and they're stuck on their process. They're stuck on their offense. They're stuck on going for big plays. It's third and three, and I'm watching him throw a 15-yard out. What the hell are you doing? You know, they are so adverse to just getting the first down and moving on in the in the series. Move the chains. You know, they, they look at all of these blitz situations as situations to hit big plays down the field. How about you take Britton Covey and put him in the slot? He's your punt returner. Put him in the slot and run a damn option route with him like Tom Brady did for 20 damn years. Yeah. Okay? But you do the same thing week in and week out and week in and week out and week in and week out. And then you wonder why these players act as though they don't trust you. Why Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are ad-libbing out there in the most, in, in the most you know, important time of a game. They're doing it because they don't believe in what you're selling them. They don't believe it anymore. They don't. How could they? They don't have – can you imagine what it would be like? Like, Seth, I know it's confusing as an offensive player when defenses mess with your mind, some of these blitzes coming at you. I don't I, – I've never been on a team where my offensive coaches couldn't give me answers. You know, like, I'm looking at these uh, blitz looks – when you got six guys up at the line of scrimmage and then you just send four, it's it's really not technically a blitz because you're sending four. Simulated blitz. But they're coming from anywhere. And so you, you don't know which of those six are the four. So even though we have five blockers, we're still not blocking one of those guys, and he's a free hitter. And we we don't give them the answers because there aren't answers. In our offense, the answer is Jalen – Take care of it. You do your thing, and we'll have a huge play at the end. That, in my mind, like that's not satisfying. For for that's not satisfactory for me as a player, knowing that there is a question, there is a problem, and you're not trying to fix it. John, there's not a single coach on that staff that I respect more than than Jeff Stoutland. In the situation you're talking about, where's the zone protection? Why not just zone it off? Zone off an area until you figure out who's coming and who's not. The guy that comes to you is the guy that you block. The guy is free. He turns and looks to help. It's it's really simple, you know. So I, I I don't get it. And players players only follow coaches when the evidence of success is apparent to them. And what do I mean by that? If if you're selling me something, and I can see the evidence of success, like. Year one, team started off bad, finished off, figured out, oh, my God, we made the playoffs. Come back the next year, the evidence was getting to the playoffs. Come back the next year, team is on fire. The evidence of success was there for them to believe in what Nick Sirianni was selling them. They go to the Super Bowl and come three points short, okay? The evidence of success is no longer evident to these players, and that's why they're not buying in. That's why they're not not running through – a brick wall 
for this staff because they don't believe in what they're being told to do. They definitely don't believe in what they're being coached on the defensive side of the ball because they're confused as hell. So they're not, they look like they're not giving the effort. It's not that they don't want to give the effort. When you're not sure what you're supposed to do, you can't go 120 miles an hour. And on defense, you're always you – know, if, if you're not playing from an anticipatory standpoint as a defensive player, if you haven't been prepared, and, and first of all, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, like when the defense is called, Joe, this is my thought process. Okay, I got this on run. I got this on pass. Okay, when they come out, I'm deciphering what they might do based upon the input that I put in my own computer. Okay, if they run it here, I got B gap. If they run it there, I got A gap. Now I can shut all the thinking off and just react to what I see. But these players can't do that because they're not prepared. So they don't they. (laughs) You go to five man front and you take Nolan Smith and you put him in middle linebacker. What the hell is that? What is that? Where did you come up with this package? You got Hassan Reddick dropping. Okay, he talks about it last week. It was like the first couple plays of the game this time. It's almost like they they did it to spite him. Wait a minute. I I know you got to go, Joe. It's almost like they did it. They did it because he brought it up last week. They asked him about it, and he was like, hey, the people upstairs, that's what they want me to do, so that's what I'm doing. Here, we're going to drop your ass three more times at the beginning of the game. He's your best pass rusher, the guy with the most sacks. If you want him to – if you want somebody to drop, put Nolan Smith's ass in there and let him drop, and put Hassan Reddick on the other side. I felt like it but was But you punitive. don't put the, your best pass rusher yeah. in drop <laughs> situations. It's just stupidity. All right, on a fire front, I think we got Seth up to at least an 8.5 out of 10 there at the end. We got there. We'll keep cranking it up to a 10 because I know there's a 10 in there. Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. Look, it's good to have a, a little laugh on a day when really we're, we're crying Eagles tears of Misery. I want to go back to sleep. Maybe we when are. I wake up, it'll be different. More <laughs> Seth up ahead on 94 WIP. Bet MGM authorized gaming partner, the NBA, invites you to be a major baller this season. And here's your opportunity for a fast break at Bet MGM, whether your wager ends up being nothing but net or not. Right now, existing customers can log into their account and receive an NBA bet insurance token. Simply log into your already created account to receive a token at a wager on any NBA game to your bet slip and activate the token. If your wager is an air ball with the token attached, you'll receive your stake back in bonus bets. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Take the baseline out. Uh-huh. Here go. Well, it is. All right, here's the good news. It all worked out for Annie in the end. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks, you know, adopted her. And for Jay-Z... Worked out pretty good for him as well. <laughs> Got a couple billion dollars. So maybe this Eagles thing will, you know, find a way to be salvageable. As I said earlier, there are only four games for winning the championship. Sun will come out tomorrow, Joe. That's right. Sun will come out tomorrow. I... <laughs> come on, James. Would you play the rest of it? It's the one that was in the system. All right, right well, now. take that I'm just trying to win a game, out. which is what we need. Yes, take that out and put the right freaking thing in because, you know. Um, Seth, are you surprised? I'm shocked. No, I'm not shocked. I'm surprised. Are you surprised the Eagles are a favorite against Tampa? Yes. Yeah. They won't be. They won't be. I'm more than shocked. They won't be by mid. I'm like, what computer did you put? this information and it came up and gave you that after looking at how horrible they played the last two weeks last month and a half well really yeah that that too but it's like and and the buccaneers have been pretty good the buccaneers have been you know rounding into form doing what most teams do this time of year you know sort of like get better as you enter the postseason tournament let me tell you something so the question was posed to me last night on 6ABC by Deuces Rogers. Um, you know, what can the Eagles take from their week three win? I said, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Week because, three. Because, oh. you know, the Eagles. Long time ago. Both teams were at a point where, you know, the Eagles were trying to get right because they didn't play in the preseason, those first four games, you know, yeah. that we've all of a sudden just given NFL teams to, you know, find themselves. <laughs> and yeah. then you had Tampa Bay who – you know, was trying to really figure it out with, with Baker Mayfield as their new new quarterback. You know, here's a guy who's been a perennial, you know, loser everywhere he's been. Now right. all of a sudden, you know, you're inserting him. You're trying to figure it out. Listen, they figured it out. They've got 2,000-yard wide receiver. They've got a guy that's on the precipice of, you know, 1,000 yards rushing. And you got one of the one of the top defensive coordinators, you know, in the National Football League. So yeah, they, their record might not look that great, nine and eight, but they're they're going to look at the last two weeks in particular, just like Arizona and the Giants looked at us. They're going to look at those games and think to themselves, "Man, we can get some chicken too." Right. 
I agree with you, we, Seth. We, we can get some of that extra crispy, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, I think Tampa's going to go in very confident, and I think Todd Bowles is going to go in really confident. This, uh, this segment right now is brought to us by Mount Holly Nissan. Do you think they still feel the same way about Jalen that they felt when they were saying all the, you know, talking all the trash two years ago, two and a half years, which, geez, three years ago now, uh, saying he can't read it out? Absolutely. Because they he doing- has read it out better, Seth. It's, it's, but then he really took a step back this season I, because I he's not getting enough help. How do they feel? How does the rest of the NFL feel about Jalen Hurts and his ability to? We laughed. Read it out? We laughed, and I jumped all over Nick Bosa. You know when he made the statement that we've, you know, we we got the blueprint, and hopefully Dallas sees the blueprint for how to beat this football team. They do. They put it out there. you know. Now, they didn't have to necessarily blitz Jalen to create the pressure because their defensive front is just that good. Mm-hmm. But what they, what they put out there for everybody is the fact that this coaching staff won't adjust. There's certain things, just like the young kids said, you know, against the Jets. Well, you know, coach said that told me exactly where to drop and, you know, that he was going to throw it there. And my goodness, you know, I dropped there and he threw it right to me. You know, that's what reminds me of Chip, Seth. What worked no longer does, and the coach doesn't have a counterpunch. Just keeps doing the same thing. Well, you know what the that's most, what reminds me. You you want to know what the most disappointing thing is for me with Jalen is that, you know, he has to grow, and they should have saw that he needed to grow. While everybody else was in the lab in the off season trying to figure out how to stop this offense, and and how to go about it, it's almost like the Eagles were, you know had their noses up in the air like, you know, we've got this foolproof system and we can move one guy in and put the next guy in and run the same things because teams can't stop it, you know. And the number situation, football really is a game of numbers. You know, that's why you only got 11 guys on the field because there's a strength and a weakness, you know, to every defense and every offense and every area on the field, you know. So they look at the numbers and thought that they could out-scheme people with the numbers, but that's not working anymore because teams have figured it out. And they don't know how to adjust. And to me, that's problematic because th- that's what the coaches are for. The coaches have to figure out ways to give the, put their players in the best position to succeed. And when the players don't believe in how you're moving them around the chessboard, yeah. that's problematic. Man. Big problem. This segment right now brought to us by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans, they are arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere, just over the bridge, online with MountHollyNissan.com. Let's get to Mark in Delaware right now. Good morning, Mark. Hey, listen, I'll get right to it. But before that, it's a pleasure and an honor to hear and speak with Seth while he's on the phone. Why you are not a coach for the Eagles. Well, first off, he, he's not, not in he's the not, Hall of Fame is beyond me. There you go. Mark, thank you, man. By the way, Mark, yes, he's Seth. he's not on the phone. You're the one on the phone. Yes, I am on the phone. Okay. I'm all confused and discombobulated <laughs> from this terrible Lebanon season. However, I have a percentage of breakdowns, and if you'll bear with me, just for a few seconds. Sure. 33% equal across the board for three entities. Number one, lack of defensive talent. Number two, horrible coaching, as Seth and John and you have all pointed out. I put the next third on Jalen Hurts, and just hear me out on this. Going into yesterday's game, second in QB touchdowns, 38. Fantastic. Going into yesterday's game, second in interceptions, not good. That is the model of inconsistency, especially compared to last year. Do I want to get rid of him? Do I want to redo his contract? No, none of that. I think the kid is a great, great talent. And 
probably going to end up a great quarterback. I honestly think we're going to win a Super Bowl with him. However, that is the model of inconsistency. And cut those interceptions in half, and I believe we probably have the number one or two seed. Time's yours. Mark, you know, he's, he's, probably, he's probably right in a lot of ways, Joe. But, but, you know, the other part of what I was saying before we went to the caller is Jalen needs to grow and the offense needed to expand. You know, I I really thought, and when I first, the first show I did with you guys this year, I was like, you know, I'm really excited for this year for Jalen to see his growth. It's one thing to, you know, be RPO, read option centric. But in a lot of ways, how is the quarterback going to grow? Because the offense has to expand and he has to play more from the pocket. You know, they need to run the ball to actually do that. So I, I still think that he's in that growth spurt. I just don't know that they have the coaches to actually help him grow. Because if you look at Lamar Lamar Jackson, I think that the, the, the trajectory of their careers are on similar paths from the standpoint that Lamar came in with a splash, yeah. running the ball, you know, just doing a, won an MVP. Jalen was like that close to, you know, to win it last year. And then the Baltimore Ravens realized that in order for them to get to where they need to get to, that – Greg Roman's offense wasn't going to work. You couldn't have you couldn't have your quarterback running all over the place all the time. He had to learn how to play the game from the pocket, and you had to give him some weapons. Well, Jalen has the weapons, but the evolution, I don't see it, at least not this year. It doesn't mean that they can't next – he can't actually, you know, get there down right, the road. Right. But I don't see the evolution this year, and this was the perfect year to do so because – him running the football seven eight hundred yards last year that's down from this year it, it does it, it, did you do it because you're trying to protect him because you're paying him 250 plus million now you know but where's the expansion of the offense you know why why don't this why don't they play like you know season quarterbacks season quarterbacks take what the offense is what the defense is giving you five yards here four yards here three yards here first down same thing. Just methodically work down yep. the field. And the Eagles do it from time to time, but then I can always get a sense of when they've lost their bearings because what they do is then they start getting greedy again because they've had some success, because they've moved the ball. Now they want to start pushing the ball 15, 20, 30 yards down the field. No, teams are playing zone. Check the ball down. Get your five or six yards. Get back in the huddle. Do it again. Run the football. Swing routes to the back. Check downs, you know, to the tight end, right – when was the last time we threw a ball in the middle of the field? Yeah. No, it's a- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I want to say two things. Number one, this might be an all-time time's yours. 
I mean, after that game yesterday, are you kidding me? The other thing I want to say, time's yours, brought to us by Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. Discover the nation's best-kept secret and switch to Xfinity Mobile, now with the best price for two lines of unlimited. Let's hit it with time's yours. Jalen Hurts is terrible. we got a quarter-billion-dollar quarterback that doesn't trust what he's seeing down the field and can't deliver a football to save his life. He's more concerned with the rush than he is open receivers. The guy's a bottom-half quarterback making $250 million. Jalen, get your head right. Time's yours. He's not bottom half, but he's not elite. I thought I was. I was wrong. I'm telling you, if there's another candidate, I'm getting rid of Sirianni for putting a scapegoat tag on Sean Desai when he had no talent to work with. Look at all the talent Sirianni has to work with on offense, and they stink. They're not playing for this guy. Time's yours. I agree. Another Sunday where I watch my team go down the drain. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. The Philadelphia Eagle team is insane. <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. I'm but so they have a chance. They it's a, just they a, have a very, chance. very small. But they're not chance. gonna. They're not gonna. Listen, guys. Whether Doesn't they be, feel good, even if they beat Tampa, they're gonna they're gonna get smoked no. in the second round. Right. They, I mean, they they can't. It's just not good. I'm so tired of it. it. Starts with me. It starts with me. We just didn't do the things we needed to do to be successful, and that starts with me. Tell Nick to say something or say goodbye. Fire Nick. Look, I think that's coming soon. Uh, Eagles playoff game on a, on a Monday night of next week. I think there's a really good chance Sirianni's fired next week. Five words. When does spring training start? Times yours. I think it's 27 days. 30, I think it's like 30 days, something like something that. Something like that. I saw. It's soon, though. It's coming up. I definitely was thinking go Phils <laughs> during the game last yesterday. I'm also not going to be in the mood for another MB second-round playoff disaster. Oh, buddy. Hey, Joel, you got a shot here, my man, but, you know, you got to do it. You got to do it to do it. And with that, we shut it down. The Time's Yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and complaints. Call 215-238-4500. John, give me your main thing. 30 seconds here. Your main feeling right now in 30 seconds as well. Mm, My main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing, John. Yeah, no more of that. How about that? We were told that this team was... No more flushing it. Go ahead, John. ...was going to arrive, that they would eventually get here, that, that all we had to do was be patient. And they had a plan. That was not true. Uh, we kept waiting. We kept believing. You. My belief you did, not me. is gone. My belief has expired. And I, I believe in some other coaching staff having a chance with these excellent players. Because they are excellent players. The roster. On offense. On offense. On offense. The, the roster was outstanding. And the defensive roster, yeah, we, we had some issues. It will not be fixed if Nick Sirianni is our coach. That's my belief. Okay. And that hurts. I, I hate that I feel that way. Yeah. And and it's taken a long time to get to this point, but it's the truth. Seth, 30 seconds, your main thing. I'm kind of in the same boat with John. You've got this Ferrari of an offense, you know, and they're out there, you know, driving down the street like a – like a VW bug. It just it makes no sense to me. I know. And you know, you've got to come up with a better way to get this offense operating and working more efficiently. Listen, I knew defensively that they were going to struggle. I had no idea that the that the 
talent level was going to be where it was, and you was going to have such a, a, a you know mismatch of things that's going on as far as coordinators. But I expected for the offense, you know, to come in and just take a step, go up a level from where it was, and sure. it hasn't. So the entire team is regressing. You know, it's bad, Joe, when the special teams is the best of the three phases of the team. Wow. They've right. been they've been outstanding they have. all season long. They have. They, and last year. They was the they were the Achilles heel, yeah. and they turned it around all of a sudden. And the offense and the defense is just you know, I, I just don't know what to say. It feels right. like we have to overcome our coaches for these wins. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, main thing to me is Sirianni's got to go unless they have a major transformation in the postseason, and I don't expect that. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Joe and Hugh, they are up next. Reminder: Eagles playoff game seven days from now, so we'll be leading you up to that till Monday night. And then the funeral begins Tuesday morning. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Boy, was that a dour note, a sour note to end on. Well, it is what it is. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.